and welcome to another episode of Mustard FA. Thank you very much for joining us. As always, we're here to cover all things UFC. So we're having a little break this weekend. We're recording it on a Sunday for that reason. It's quite pleasant in a lot of ways. No UFC to get up early for and and, uh, and watch. So we've had a little break this weekend. We're recharging the batteries. So we're going to get an early little pod in this week. My name's Joe. Matthew, I can see you through my PC. How are you doing? And how am I looking? How well, am I got, looking, Joe? You've got the sun beaming in through the windows. You're looking like a young Jesus <laughs> on the day, the weekend of Easter. I wish I could get a beard like that. <laughs> yeah. I can't grow a beard for love, honey. A beardless Happy Jesus. Easter, Joe. Happy Easter. Thank you. Have you uh, scoffed all your eggs? I, I've been eating just loads, generally. <laughs> I've been eating yeah. just... I had a last night. I had a... Uh, what was it? Oh, I can't remember. I had beers the night before with pizza and stuff. I've just been going a bit mental. Diet's gone out the window completely. Having a roast today. This is preparing a roast. Got Classic. the timings here. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm feeling excellent. I'm feeling excellent. <laughs> like it. Like it. Well, hopefully we've got a very exciting show coming up as well. <laughs> I reckon so. I reckon so. Uh, what, what have you been doing today, Joe, just before we crack into the uh, MMA news? Been up to much today? Yeah, I got up this morning, had a little chill, a few cups of tea, went out for a run in the great outdoors. Been doing it on the treadmill a little bit recently, but I thought, no, do you know what? Weather's coming back, so I went out to the local park, did a couple of laps of that, 25 minutes. Nothing crazy, but it was good, actually. It was good. Sun's out. Obviously, we've been locked up for quite a while now, so it was good to just get out, to be honest. Get a bit of freedom. Feel the wind on my cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that sounds absolutely beautiful, Joe. Absolutely beautiful. Um, as you say, though, there is a plenty, news plenty to get stuck into here. And as it is a, an unusual day today, Joe, we're doing it on a Sunday. There are no fights to to get into. I shall be introducing us into Zanu. <laughs> All right, young man, do you want to open us up with the news? It's uh, bad news, unfortunately. We've got to start with the bad. Do you want to go? Uh, devastating. It broke my heart. What was it, on Wednesday, Thursday? I don't know what night it was, but uh, late, late it was, just before going to bed. Room sleep. <laughs> Darren Till out of his fight this week against Marvin Vittori. I mean, how's his luck, eh? Not good at all. Broken collarbone. Sounds like a nasty one. He'll be out for, what, a couple of months now. Devastating, really. I mean, the title shot was just there on a plate for him. All he had to do was... Uh, get the win this Saturday, and he's facing Israel Adesanya for the middleweight title, and uh, that's been snatched away from him. Joe, a last-minute injury. How, what were your thoughts of it? How are you feeling now? Have you got over it? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, I was gutted for a time, and obviously it's a very good fight as well, wasn't it? British lad in there, like you say, title shot on the line. There's a lot going on. It was going to be a fantastic fight as well. I thought two great personalities, but. Yeah, it is what it is. Broken collarbone, like you say, it doesn't sound like one where he's going to be sort of back anytime soon. I don't know the ins and outs of broken collarbones generally, or the ins and outs of this this particular one, but I can't imagine it's any less than a few months out. So, yeah, it's a big shame. It's unlucky. But what can you do, eh? What can you do? Obviously, the Tory moves on. We'll get into that later. The fight's still still going ahead in in some way this weekend. So, yeah, unfortunately, it's a shame for Darren Till, but... You know, it is one of those things, combat sports. you just got to hope. Oh, there's no complications, really. Everyone picks up injuries, don't they? They all happen. Obviously, when you get into sort of complications, maybe a surgery goes wrong or you get a bit of an infection or things like that. So hopefully nothing like that comes about. But yeah, we're obviously getting the show off on a bad note, but it is what it is, unfortunately. 
is a bad note we're getting off to, but after this said sleep that it ruined, I awoke from the sleep. Your slumber. So incredible news the next day, Joe. Right out of left field, did not see this one coming. What, what fight we got coming up for another Brit? Yeah, May 15th. Leon Edwards, he's got the fight. He's got a fight. It's not a rematch with Bilal Hamid. He's gone one better. He's gone a couple better than that. Nate Diaz. He's going to fight Nate Diaz in the first five-round non-title fight co-main event. Quite a wordy little stat there, but it's, it is impressive to be honest. First time ever history-making against Nate Diaz. Straight out of left field. No way, no way on earth did I think Nate Diaz would accept this fight. You know, after all those kind of things he's been holding out for. I guess Dana said to him, someone said to him, if you win this, you get a title shot, which he probably, you know, he probably just will. I think that's the way it's going to go. So I like it. I think it's a favourable matchup for Leon Edwards, to be honest. I think Nate Diaz struggles a little bit against proper 170s. Edwards is a proper 170. Diaz, uh, yeah, he's had a few fights at welterweight recently, hasn't he? But they've all been lightweights. Even sort of uh, Masvidal, he was a lightweight and he lost that one as kind of doctor's stoppage. And I guess maybe that's that's a, that's a tricky thing with Nate Diaz, isn't it? When you look at his face and uh, some of, some of his scar tissue, like he's probably he's he's got to do well to avoid a doctor stoppage every single fight, almost really, isn't he? Well, yeah, I think you've just hit the nail on the head. I think he just struggles against proper welterweights. He struggled uh, struggled against really, 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 really good lightweights as well. I think he's just better than Diaz in every single way and I think we'll probably see a bit of that scar tissue reopened I think he's going to piece him up Joe I think it's a perfect fight for him um, I, I don't know what's happened to Leon's luck here but it's just flipped 180 and obviously the lot's been made before all the, the pandemic so if you take yourself back to the Wood, before the Woodley fight got made I don't think many people really cared about Leon Edwards outside of the British Isles and I know some people even within the British Isles who probably weren't that fussed about him um, I think the all the talk of him being out, all the talk of his bad luck comes back. I think it's probably actually worked in his favour for his name and his star power before the pandemic. Well, what's he had? Seven minutes of cage time since his last fight? Yeah, not a lot. Are you telling me that seven minutes has made Nate Diaz want that fight? There's no way he's having that fight before all this uh, pandemic kicked off Nate Diaz. So something's happened with Leon's name. It's grown and grown and grown in his absence. Uh, and it's done him a world of good. And he's landed this absolute present of a fight in Nate Diaz. Because anyone who beats Nate Diaz becomes a superstar. Look at Masvidal, Conor McGregor. Obviously, Conor McGregor was a star anyway, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, it's a fucking and absolutely fantastic fight for him. He's going to get a title shot off this. Um, yeah, unbelievable. Did not see this coming at all. Yeah, I mean, I guess they were probably running out of options in the end, weren't they, in that worldwide division? They want to get Nate in there. They want to get him involved. Edwards, obviously, you had the hands at stuff, which helped contribute to his name rising. He kind of could have deserved a title shot a, a long time ago. So I think in the, you know, I think they probably recognise Edwards. He ain't really kicked up a fuss, probably. He's probably been patient, waited his time out. He needed to get a title shot. How can you make it, you know, with everyone tied up at the moment, all the fights that we we're having. We had welterweights last week. We've got a couple of welterweights in the not-too-distant future as well. So, yeah, probably just in the end... Everything's just fell into place, really, and he gets a cracking fight against Nate Diaz. History-making, like we say. I think it's a pay-per-view, isn't it, that one? So, yeah, quality, quality. And I think he gets the win there, so I think it's kind of... I don't know. When they're looking at Nate Diaz, are they like, oh, well, let's just get him. We can use his name, if you like. We can use Nate Diaz's name. So to Diaz, they've gone, well, if you get this one, come back and fight this one, 
maybe it's a bit of a lesser name, but we'll give you a title shot afterwards. And then that's kind of been enough to seal the deal. I, I don't think you can get a more win-win fight for the UFC here. Because obviously, like I said, anyone who beats Nate Diaz is your big star, ready-made yeah. for the title shot. Nate Diaz wins. There's your title shot as well. And he's beaten... Uh, no one can argue that he's not beaten a legitimate contender if he does oh, beat yeah. Leon Edwards. If he beats Leon Edwards. Win-win all round. That'd be amazing. Yeah. He's absolutely mustard. If he could pull that off, I cannot see it at all. No, um, no. Fingers crossed this one stays together because we mentioned Leon's luck there turning. Uh, it can always turn back. Uh, knowing his uh, track record and uh, unluckiness with fights falling out. But yeah. what a fight, what a fight that is. Another one, it's the trilogy. It was kind of uh, in, in the works. We all knew it was going to happen. It's official, Connor against Dustin. The trilogy, the kind of final fight, one apiece at the moment. So this will settle it. You know, obviously for me, we've broken it down a few times. I look at this one, it's kind of like, it doesn't really uh, kind of demand my attention as much as it as it might have done. I think when you're looking at this one, we all think Dustin. We all kind of know Dustin's the number one lightweight in the world at the moment. And I guess the narrative is, whether it's true or not, the way I kind of interpreted it is that Dustin has said, I don't want the title at the moment. I want to go for the Connor fight because that's where the money is. And then you look at Connor, lost lost a, a couple in a row, got finished in the last one, barely deserves the trilogy, really. Obviously deserves a tough word, but after that performance, after his recent run, barely deserves this one. So I'm looking at it, it's a, it's a money grab, which is fair enough for all those involved. I'm not here to criticise, but in terms of me getting up for it, given, plus given how Dustin looked in the last fight and how that went, yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not absolutely buzzing off my titties for this one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's one of those, the closer you get, the weaker the fight, it might yeah. sort of kick in, but Slow as burner. we've seen it so recently that he, I wouldn't say he even dominated him, but like third, bar the first couple of minutes, I think the tide turned and there was only ever going to be one winner. And I think you're probably just expecting to see that again. I would have loved to have seen Dustin go and win the belt. Connor goes and gets a win elsewhere and then they meet with the belt on the line. There's so much more juice to that, Joe. There you is, would have been buzzing yeah. up your titties if that was the case. But <laughs> it's a good fight nonetheless, but it's, I don't really see everyone clamouring for it, to be honest. Fair no. play to Dustin, though. No, it's the money grab, as you say, and why not? Who are, we to, who are we to judge um, which fight to take? So, yeah, not buzzing for it, but I will be probably on the week of the fight. Back to the World of Weights then. Another big one has been announced. This one's going to take place at UFC 264. It is Burnsy, Gilbert Burns, up against Wonderboy Stephen Thompson. So it's a good fight, actually. Obviously, Wonderboy kind of needs a fight. He needs a fight of this calibre. And Burnsy coming off a title shot or a title loss. You know, it's kind of the ideal stepping stone in a lot of ways. On top of that, fantastic fight stylistically and all that business. So, can Burnsy bounce back? Will Wonderboy put his name right in the mix for a title next? It's a, it's a very interesting one. I'm just fully gassed that Wonderboy's got a proper fight. He's got a fight with a contender. I was just fully expecting him to get a Chiesa or Magni or, no disrespect to them, but the lower lower levels of that top 10. Yeah. But buzzing for it. It's a great fight. Burns, he just comes out swinging, then he's he's tough all over and won the boys a puzzle. So it'd be an interesting fight. It's a free rounder, I think. I think it might even be on that Connor Dustin card. I don't know for sure, but I think it might be. Yeah. So a free rounder. So I think we'll see some fireworks in those 15 minutes. I love both of them, but you've got to pull for Wonderboy. He's just getting shafted left and right all the time. I want him to go on that run. I want him to have one last crack at the title. And uh, but it's a great fight all, all round. So whoever wins, I'll be happy. But I'm, I'm pulling just that little bit more for Wonderboy. That's three big fights there. We've got, some, we've got plenty more fight announcements to coming up, though. Don't you worry about that. We've got the Korean Zombie 
announced against Dan Ige. Just a fantastic fight, fireworks, guaranteed. Zombie, you know, I was high on Zombie last time and he got dismantled a little bit, didn't he, against uh, Ortega. So, is what that is. Can he, can he make that run? Can he get over that? Dan Ige, this is kind of his first run making it, so that's a very exciting fight. Looking forward to that one. Any more you want to get into? Yeah, I mean, talk about the big fights. Cyril Garn Volkov, that's a big fight. It is. Two massive lads. I think it shows you. We said Lewis, Volkov and Garne were that sort of second level, the Europa League spots at the heavyweight division. And the UFC have duly delivered with a fight in that Europa League spots. I mean, whoever goes onto this is right in the, on, in the mix there now. I think it does show that Derek Lewis is probably in there for a title shot, perhaps. We might see him uh, leapfrog Jonesy there. But this fight, which way does it go? I don't know. I thought Garn looked quite good technically, very composed, didn't give a damn about pleasing the audience. Volkov, he seems to have turned a corner since his last defeat. So, explosive fight. Can't really pick a winner, to be honest. I think both have looked good. Both have looked good. Don't know how you feel about it, Joe. Yeah, I think it's a tough one. I think Volkov's kind of that second level of gatekeeper in that heavyweight division, isn't he? You kind of get through your Arlovskis and your people like that. And then your next test is Volkov a lot of the time. So I think from from now, looking at it now, I'd probably fancy Volkov. Just his, his experience. I do think he is still progressing. I still, still think he's learning. I still think he's kind of ironing out his game with his, with his kind of physical stature and the, the skills he's got. He could be a real contender. He always just kind of falls at that last hurdle. But I do think Volkov has got it in him. So I would fancy Volkov at this stage. But a cracking fight. And if Garnet wins it, he's off to the races as well. He'll be getting a title shot after Jones, Lewis and maybe Stipe at some point. So cracking for those. Another one, a British British lad. He got very unlucky, didn't he? He had to pull out, pull out of his last fight a couple of weeks ago. And that's Mike Grundy. He's got actually what I think is a very good fight for him up against Landover Natter. He's a big name. He's a very exciting fighter himself. UFC 262, this one. That's May the 15th. So I'm, I'm very happy with this fight, to be honest. If you look at his, who he was supposed to be fighting last time, that fell through. I think is a good fight. It's on a UFC pay-per-view card. I'm pretty happy with this one. Yeah, I am too. I think against what was it Nick Lentz, I think he was fighting before. They've got very similar styles, just very wrestling-heavy. They could have... Uh cancelled each other out and it could have been a fight that Mike Grundy wouldn't be uh, happy with um, stylistically but I think with Landover now you make, make a great point he's very flashy good style exciting style he, everyone knows him and I, but I do think he's living a, a little bit of his, his debut years ago against Tony Ferguson he come in um, set the world alight he obviously lost but he put Tony Ferguson to the sword and nearly finished him uh, ended up losing but I think he's living off that a little bit he hasn't been fantastic in the UFC his record he's had some uh Snazzy wins, some snazzy finishes. Yeah. I think stylistically, Mike Grundy, the wrestling credentials he's got against the flashy striker, I think it's uh, tailor-made for him. And I think because of Vanata's name and his style, people tune in to watch. So if Grundy can put on a performance and uh, try and put a bit of a beating on Vanata, that'll expose him to a wider audience. So all good for Grundy. Hopefully this one sticks together. Obviously he's had a bit of bad luck. Lost to Evloev last time out, who I think is the future of the division. So no shame in that. And I'm hoping Grundy can return with a win. And another one that got announced this morning, bit bit out of left field. Obviously, we talked about Leon Edwards after that fight. He's got his next one. Big one. Bilal Mohamed has got another one as well, up against Damian Meyer. So it's a good fight. I didn't really see this one coming. Meyer, I haven't seen him for a little while. Like you mentioned earlier when we were talking uh, off camera, I didn't even really know he was still fighting. I thought he might have been retired. But he's back. Huge fan of Damian Meyer, always have been. 
obviously didn't quite make it make that title in the, in the end. So Bilal Mohammed, he probably looks at this. I think Maya, what is he? I think he was forty when he was fighting. Like, well, the last time I saw him, a year or two ago. So, you know, early forties up against Bilal Mohammed. Mohammed probably fancies this one, but I'm always excited to see Maya fight. And once, if he does get a hold of someone, it's game over a lot of the time, isn't it? Yeah, you gotta love Maya. He's a top lad, lovely bloke. Yes. Never met him, but he seems lovely. Uh, as does Bilal Mohammed. I'm glad he's getting another big fight, though. I mean, I don't know where Maya is in the rankings. Don't know if he'll make a dent by beating Maya too much in that top 10 um, just with a win over him. But I think it's just a great fight for him. It's a huge name. It's on 263. It's on a pay-per-view. Um, obviously, he was very unlucky in that Edwards fight. He did look like he was getting outclassed. But I think I'm glad he's being compensated with an, uh, an excellent, world-class, well-known name in Damian Maya. So that should be a good fight. Buzzing for that one. We've got some call-outs as well. Thought we'd throw this into the news this week. So RDA is first up. He wants Justin Gaethje. First opinions, I look at that one. I'm not too sure about that. I don't think Gaethje would really fancy that. RDA, is he at that level? or You know, potentially he's at that level, is he? But is has he been there lately? I'm not too sure. So I'm not too sure about this one. Where what, what, What's his thinking behind this RDA? Does he fancy Gaethje? Do you think RDA's got a style to beat Gaethje? Is that what he's thinking? I'm thinking Gaethje's got no one, uh, no one to play with at the minute. It's so true. Gaethje's got to fight someone, hasn't he? They're, they're all... They're all hooked up, and he's just standing there with no dance partner. So he's got to dance with someone, and he might be boogie on down with uh, RDA. I saw someone this morning saying, "Yeah, give <laughs> give Dan Hooker Gaethje." I'm like, "Give Dan Hooker a break." Man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's just getting wolf after wolf. So I think, yeah, let Dan Hooker just sort of chill out for a little bit. I, I like the fight, Joe. I think RDA's come in. He's he's taking his shot. He knows Gaethje's got no one to really fight, and. I think it's a good matchup. Obviously, RDA has been champion of that division before, so he's certainly got the credentials. Whether he still has them, Gage is probably more in his prime than RDA, but that's a fantastic fight, and it certainly shows whether um, it'll be a good acid test to see whether RDA is actually back to his best. So, I, I personally, I quite like the fight. Whether Gage takes it, though, is another matter. All right, then. fair enough. Fair enough. What about Derek Brunson calling out Paolo Costa? He's obviously put a little video out there as well. Do you fancy that one? Uh, I do like the fight. You've seen the video. I haven't uh, I haven't seen it. I saw your comment on it, so I'm hoping for a nice little breakdown of it. Uh, it's, it's only like a 14, 15-second video. I, I like the idea of it. Right. He basically, just he's, he's just stumbling along with some glass of red wine or something <laughs> into, onto a bar. Quality. Um, I, I like the idea of it. I'm not too sure about the delivery. I don't think he should give up his day job just yet and become an actor. No, fair but, enough. But, but I like the call-out. I like the cheesiness of it, and yeah, will cost a bite. Will he bite? Hopefully so. Uh, Derek Brunson, man. He, I'd he's... like to see him get the fight as well. When yeah. you, you look where his last opponent is almost, <laughs> he beat him and he's almost jumped ahead of him uh, in a way, so you kind of feel, I do feel a bit sorry for Derek Brunson, so I'd like to see him get a big fight like Costa. Yeah, definitely, and beat Costa, you're in for a title shot. I mean, Brunson's been grinding for years and years now. Give the man a big fight. And let's see him throw down. I like it. And then what about Nathaniel Woods calling out Dom Cruz then? Yeah, I think he's put a little tweet out, Nathaniel Woods. He's, uh, he's firing some shots. He's respectfully calling out Dominic Cruz. He's saying it should have been me and you instead of Kenny because obviously Kenny got that decision we both think he shouldn't have got against Nathaniel Wood. And he, and he sort of had a little dig at um, Sean O'Malley. He said, 
if uh, O'Malley ducks you again, I'm down to throw down sort of thing to Dominic Cruz. So a little dig at O'Malley while at the same time putting his name into the hat to fight Dom Cruz. So whether Dom Cruz will take that, yeah, no, to be honest. But it's a bit of a reach, isn't it? I think, especially since Cruz just beat Kenny. That like Wood Wood said it should have been him, and that was kind of the the moment. Now he's got that win. Probably looking to move on from that a little bit. Yeah, at the same time, you think, what, what, if he's taking Casey Kenny, why wouldn't he take Nathaniel Wood? I mean, it just seems like he wants to be a bit active now, so it might fall in his favour, and you don't ask, you don't get, Joe. So oh, uh, I'm quite yeah. happy with that. Whether he gets it's another thing, but yeah, you've got to shoot your shot. All right, then. So we'll move on to the entertainment. Not even though that was plenty entertaining, I do believe, young Matthew, we'll get on to the official entertainment section with your girl, LK. <laughs> So, the first one, obviously big news, we were talking about the return of The Ultimate Fighter, 29, tough 29 if you can believe it. I mean, it's not one a year, is it? Because that would be crazy for a year's but still, nevertheless, that's a lot of toughs. But it's back, I mean, there's been a lot of talk, isn't there, about who's going to be the coach? Is it going to be Connor, Dustin? Is it going to be Mansfidel, Usman, or Colby, Usman, or, or someone like that? In the end, I mean, I don't know how last minute this was put together and it kind of seems like it was because, not to, to disrespect anyone, but the, the two lads, Alexander Volkanovsky and Brian Ortega, they've announced are the new coaches. They were going to be fighting soon. And obviously Volks, Volksy had to pull out because of COVID. And it's almost like they've gone, well, you can do tough then. And they kind of, <laughs> <laughs> they've, just, they've just thrown them in there. And like the champion of the division, the number one contender, obviously you look at it, the quality of fire is fantastic, but... Traditionally, maybe you were thinking you were looking at anything. Let's get a bit of drama in there. Possibly not going to be out there. I think Volksy likes a wind up. Ortega, I don't know how much he's going to reciprocate it, but I'm sure you'll see a couple of fireworks. But I don't know. When you're thinking about the big return and after the the treatment it got, everyone's saying it's a little bit tired. The format it's been going on for 28 seasons. Is this what you were looking for or hoping for? In, in in coaches, they're doing middleweights and bantamweights, which I think are two good divisions, to be fair. That'll be exciting. That'll be good fights. But yeah, is it, is it all that you were hoping for? Has it enticed you in to come popped, back and watch it? I think they've popped the balloon a little bit on it. It's uh, a bit of a damp squib. I think, obviously, as you were saying, they were saying, um, yeah, would it be Connor? Would it be Dustin? There was a plenty of hoopla about like the return. It's back and all that. They were giving video packages like it was going to be reinvigorated it's going to be this massive show we've, we've got to tune in you were thinking it was going to be Colby and Masvidal just fireworks for days and like you say no disrespect against Ortega and Volkanovski I'm sure they're jokes I'm sure they've got some banter about them particularly Volksy but they're not big names are they to the the idea of tough is to get people who don't watch MMA watching MMA by the medium of reality TV that's what it was always about to get people who don't watch the sport to learn about the sport. And if you're getting names no one's heard of, yes, it might expose these two to casuals who might not know them and they might turn out to be stars on the back of it, but they're not going to pull them in for episode one because we've got to tune in to see what Volksy and Voltega are going to do when they meet. They should have gone all out for Masvidal and Usman or Masvidal and Colby, something like that. Quite disappointing. I'm sure it'd be okay. I'm not sure what format they've changed. Can't see them changing too much. I mean, it is what it is, isn't it? A house and a tournament and fights and coaches and all that yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. The odd prank. Yeah, bit disappointing. Bit disappointing. All right, fair enough. Pretty scathing review there, Matthew. Oh, yeah, well, I've just got to tell you how I feel, Joe. I'm not I'm yeah. not going to pull any punches, particularly with you. I need to be honest. <laughs> That's true. 
All right, so we've been getting into like the the fake boxing, the show boxing, should we call it showbiz boxing? I don't really know what to call it, but kind of just random fights that get put together. We was obviously on the Ben Askren train last week. We've got another one now, which you could probably argue, or you could definitely argue, or there's no, there's not even a need to argue. You can just say that this one's got a lot more legitimacy than that. And it's Anderson Silva's up against Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. June the 19th, this one. I think there's going to be fans in attendance as well, which will be good. So if you don't know, Chavez Jr. is the son of Julio Cesar Chavez Sr., who was very good. I think he was one of the, the best in, in history, really. And it, this is his son. Good talent, got to world level and then kind of fell short there. And he's up against Anderson Silva, who's obviously forty in his 40s now. Always wanted to go over to boxing. You had the Roy Jones Jr. talk and stuff like that as well. So it's always been something he wanted to do. His MMA career's come to an end now. We were wondering where he was going to go. And this something like this always did seem likely. For... For us, who aren't the biggest boxing fans, it's not the biggest name in the world. But then we're not big boxing fans, so, you know, who is going to be the biggest name in the world to us? But, nevertheless, I, do you fancy it? I mean, if it's if you've got to pay for it, I ain't going to pay for it. But otherwise, got no problem with it. It's kind of, it's not a 20-year-old up against a 40-year-old. I think it's a mid to late 30s up against an early 40s. So, decent little one, I think. Yeah, I'm certainly not going to pay for it. I'm fuming when I've got to pay 20 quid to watch uh, oh, a yeah. top UFC card. So no chance I'm paying for it. I'll be YouTubing it. But yeah, I, I, like you say, I'm not a massive boxing fan, but it does seem like an evenly matched one. Yeah, He's I mean, always been there or thereabouts. To, to be trying to goad Roy Jones Jr. for your whole career... You must have something about you. You're not. He's not fighting a YouTuber versus a hip operation, post operation wrestler. It's, it's, it's something completely different. It's something we could get our teeth stuck into a little bit more, and it'll probably actually be a decent fight. I don't know too much about the other fella. I'm, I'm not a history buff on boxing. Don't know too much about him, Joe. I think you've described him quite well, though. And to me, based on your description, it sounds like it's going to be a pretty competitive fight. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how Silver does. I'd like to see him get the win. You know, yeah, it'd be tough if he suffered a. A stoppage defeat or something like that. That'd be quite tough to watch because he's lost. He's lost a couple now in the UFC, isn't he? The tail end of his MMA career. But that's the thing with Anderson. You get a lot of people that kind of say they want to go out and t- on top. They want to have that. I don't know a perfect record or as, as few losses as they can. Defend the belt, earn their money, and, and and dip out. I do like the way Anderson looks at it. It's like he kind of, in a way, I guess he maybe separates the two two things. He was the best in the world, the most unstoppable. MMA fighter we've ever seen, one of the all-time greats, defended the belt a shitload of times and done done all that. But he just wants to carry on fighting still, and if he loses, he loses. But that's ne- not clearly not necessarily what it's all about of him. He's kind of he's not kind of protect anything. He's not kind of protect his legacy and you know just stop so that in twenty years he can say, oh look at me, I only lost twice and all that. So I do I do kind of I quite like Anderson's approach to it in that way to give him to give him respect. No, I agree. I like it. I like it. I mean, no one's going to say, oh, look at his losses, though. He was never the best ever. But no. he was. You have to, as you say, split the two from when he lost the belt to his twilight years in the UFC. They're completely separate. Um, yeah, no shine taken away from, from me. The only thing would be the drugs thing, if anything, not yeah, the actual losses. That's true. But, but the losses don't really mean much. I think a win over Anderson Silva now in the UFC doesn't sort of carry nearly as much weight as it did five, six years ago. But pleased yeah. that he's back and doing what he wants to do. He's always wanted it. He's clamoured for it for, for years now. And at least he's got a decent name as well. So looking forward to it. All right, then that wraps up the news this week. We do have a little bit of fights to get into. So let's crack on with those. 
obviously we started the show with the bad news that Darren Till is out of the fight, and then we kind of touched on it in the news there that the man that De- Derek Brunson beat has kind of got this shot. You look at he fought it's Kevin Holland. He fought Kevin Brunson last week. Uh, Derek Brunson, sorry, fought with last week, lost. And now he's got like an even bigger fight, an even higher ranked opponent now in Marvin Vittori. And it is short notice, and it's a couple of weeks short notice. And fair play to him, you've got to respect him for stepping in there and doing that. But maybe we can put that to one side and we can just look at the fight itself. Up against Marvin Vittori, obviously Darren Till would have been a much better fight. I would have fancied Darren Till to win that one. Now that Holland steps in against Vittori, if you look at Kevin Holland's last fight, which you have to do, and obviously MMA fight fans, you get accused of being fickle and all. But you can only really judge a fighter on his last fight. You know? If he won 10 in a row and then just got starched in his last one, you've got to take that into account, haven't you? And Kevin Holland on his last performance, I was high on him. He beat Shaka Ray, knocked him out from his knees. I was all over it. Fancied him to get the win. Went out there, just... He just let himself down. You know, I wasn't angry, Matthew. I was just, I was just disappointed. I was just disappointed. And... So uh, I, I've got I've got a back big angry Marvin Vittori this week. I think he's going to get the win. I, I think Vittori is just going to go through Kevin Holland like a laxative, to quote Derek Chisora. <laughs> I just yeah, I, I feel sorry for Derek Brunson. Like, first off, off the bat, is Derek Brunson injured or something? Is there any reason why he's not called for the fight? So you have to give credit to Kevin Holland in that aspect if he does somehow end up ahead of Derek Brunson you do. in the ranking. You do. You do. He does deserve credit for that. He does. So, yeah, I think he's... as He, he didn't do himself any favours at all. I, I didn't like it, the way he approached it. I thought it was, weren't very funny. About as funny as a laxative. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he's, he's gone up in my estimations already. So uh, you, you've got to appreciate the fight anytime, anywhere mentality. The fight itself... I thought Darren Till would have a tough night in the office. I thought we'd get it done, but I didn't think he'd go through him by any stretch of the imagination. Marvin Vittori, I don't know for sure. I am just don't know his record, but I don't think he gets finished very often. I think if he loses, he'll get decision. I think he's a tough, tough Italian. Uh, he's massive as well. <laughs> he is and huge. I think Kevin Holland could fight down at welterweight. So I really can't see any other way that this, way, this one goes other than a Vittori win. I think Holland's not going to outpoint him, out-wrestle him over 25 minutes and get a decision. I don't think there's any way he's going to finish him like he did Jack Array or any of the others. I think this is Covatori written all over it. What it does for him, though, I don't know. He's kind of back in the same position as he was, well, as he is now. He's not going to go up any higher. Does he wait around for Darren Till? Don't know what he does after that. Yeah, it's, it's taken a bit of a bit of a beat in that card now because the main event I was really looking forward to it. It was on at a, a solid time. I think it was on midday in American time, so I think it would have been about six, seven p.m. Saturday night here. So gutted that we're not going to get that with the Darren Till fight, but uh, we'll tune in uh, nonetheless. Well, Good co- card, Joe. Co-main event is a big one for British fans. Obviously, in my opinion, the kind of best hope we have for a, a British champion at the moment alongside Big Leon Edwards and that's Arnold Allen he's up against Sadiq Youssef an old mustard MMA favourite of ours but you know I think I fancy Allen to get the win here and this, this is almost our main event now the British main event the people's main event if you like so I'm looking forward to this one I think I yeah disappointing with the Till news but I'm you know I kind of switched my allegiance to Marvin Vittori quite quite easily there because I'm a big fan of Vittori as well so I was going to get behind Till now I can get behind Marvin Vittori but Arnold Allen, 
fantastic fighter. Like I say, I do expect big things. I expect him to be, if not a champion, challenging for a title within the next two fights, I would say, after this one. Once he beats Sadiq Youssef, I think he's like 15, something like that, Sadiq. So, yeah, this is that one. It's the kind of, you beat this one, then you beat your next one, the so-called gatekeeper, and then you're in number one's title fight contention. So, I'm looking forward to this one. Got high hopes for Arnold Allen. Hopefully, everything goes to plan because Sadiq Youssef is dangerous. Yeah, this is a classic prospect fight. And one, one of these will go on into the top 10 in the latter part of the year. Pretty, pretty sure... Alan takes this one. I think he's just too good everywhere. So that you said, as you say, an old favourite, an old favourite. But Alan, yeah, he's massive. He's just naturally strong. And I think anyone knows about his background, his old man's a strong man and stuff like that. So he's grown up in that environment. He's just naturally strong. And what I've learnt with Arnold Allen is he just somehow finds a way to win. He's got one loss in his record, I think. It's the game plan, Even when he's losing, I think he's lost a couple of fights, been losing a couple of fights in the UFC and somehow pulls it out of the bag with his little chokes in the third round early in his career and the decisions he's got over Gilbert Melendez and the like, he just finds a way to win. And I think he's just got that winner's mentality and it's a habit and he's, he's got a habit of winning at the minute and I can't see him uh, shirking that habit this weekend. I think he'll beat Yusuf and as you say, I think he will end up challenging for the title over the next uh, couple of fights. Hopefully, fingers crossed, a champion. Another Brit on there, the world, young Welsh lad Jack Shaw up against Hunter Azur. Shaw done well in his first two fights. No real issues there. Nice couple of wins. Up against Hunter Azure, who's... I think he he's lost one, won a couple. I think he's like two and one, something like that in the UFC. Maybe three and one. So, I think, given everything we've seen from Jack Shaw, I think this is a, a another winnable fight, if I can say that. Hunter Azure's record looks good. It looks impressive. But when you look at maybe how he's dispatched certain people in comparison to Jack Shaw, I fancy Jack Shaw. And obviously... In theory, he's got all the potential in the world. He himself could be a title challenger if, you know, all the all the old heads, all the pods out there are correct in what they're saying. Yeah, don't know anything about Hunter as I'm afraid, Joe. But if he's got a couple of wins in the UFC, he's going to be a tough cookie. So it's a good litmus test for Jack Shaw. Everything I've seen of Jack Shaw, he hasn't even looked in trouble in his Cage Warriors days or any of his UFC fights. And he's and he's got finishes in him, finished fights. So I'm looking forward to it. I'll be tuning in early for that one. And I think he can get the, get the win there and move on to bigger and better things. Some other good fights. Nina Ansarov up against Mackenzie Dern. Cracking little fight there. Mike Perry is back up against Dan Rodriguez. Going to be a tough one, that. Jim Miller up against Joe Selecki. I think possibly on debut. Maybe a contender before. So, decent ones there. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Jim Miller. I think he's just he's going after every fight. He seems to be fighting every other week. This it's like a fine he's just wine. Going after that, that, eh? It's like a fine wine, isn't he, Jim Miller? He is like a fine wine or a fine cheese, <laughs> as you so eloquently put the other day. <laughs> Um, yeah, Miller, the wine or cheese, he's going for that most wins in the UFC, so I think he's just taking any other fight he can get. Slecky, I think you are right, I think he was on the contender, but I don't really watch the contender that often, so I can't uh, confirm that, Joe. Also, John McDessie, he's on here. He's been fighting for years. Um, so a couple of the old lads on there, we've got to get behind the old lads, McDessie and Miller, looking forward to those. But Mike Perry, Daniel Rodriguez, that's going to be a cracking fight. Yeah, and you've got Jorgen De Castro's on the card as well, Scotty Holtzman, great fighter. Sam Alvey up against Julian Marquez. Marquez fought a couple of weeks ago. Looks like an absolute monster, so plenty going on in there. When you look at it, a bit devastating with the main event, like we say, but fantastic card, really. Coma, um, prelims and main card, just superb. When you look at, you couple that with the fact it's on at a decent time. Yeah. You can have it on in the background, crack on with your day with, with the guff between fights. You know, 
just having it on there, it just makes it a better experience. So I'm looking forward to it now. I was really, I was pretty pumped out about it about 15 minutes ago because of the till thing. Uh, you've turned me around, Joe. You've you've sold it to me. Yes. You've sold it to me with your pitch. Fantastic. It's fantastic when you, like I say, you've had a week off, you come straight back into this one. You could look at it and think, oh no, main event's pulled out, but can't really complain. Mike Perry's on the card. Who's going to be in his corner? First of all, obviously, possibly not Darren Till. He maybe. If he was fighting, he could have nipped in and, and nipped back out again, couldn't he, really? But, you know, plenty going on. Two Brits, lost one, still got two more on there. Sam Alvey, smiling Sam, always a laugh. <laughs> Joe, you can't sell it anymore. I'm buzzing for this one. Card of the year. Card of the year incoming. Vittori Holland, tune in, whatever time it is, 6pm BT, something like that. Happy days. That wraps us up then. Another fantastic episode. So this will go out still regular time. So I hope you enjoyed Easter. Matthew and myself are going to get stuck right into it now. Maybe get a little Easter egg gun hunt going on. But check us out on our social media, Mustard MMA at the Mustard MMA for Twitter and Instagram, mustardmma.com for all our blogs and access to all our podcasts on there. Of course, leave a like and share and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, all that good stuff if you can. But thanks very much for listening. Let's get cracking on with this card this weekend. Goodbye. Boy, girls.